0: Well, welcome back to Unexpected Gardener. My name is Sabrina, if you don't know that already. And I'm the Unexpected Gardener because gardening is completely unexpected. I'm a city girl turned gardener, turned um, slow food, uh, local food, homesteading, passionate person. And so we talk about all those things on this podcast. So today, I'm actually having my first guest ever. And she is uh, my friend Tiffany. And she's also a New England girl, which I didn't know, um, yes. lived in North Carolina, <laughs> married for 15 years to her college sweetheart, three kids, homeschooler, um, and all-around feisty lady. And she, our, uh, you know, it's funny, because I was thinking about, like, how we really kind of got to know each other, and our paths, like, kept crossing, I think. We we went to church together. Yeah. And then I I work for a chiropractor and then Tiffany's a patient there. And so (laughs) then, you know, we got to know each other a little there. And then she has a friend in our neighborhood and I would, you know, go to the pool and I'd be like, oh, hey, hi, you're here. And, you know, Tiffany is a feisty, uh, you know, one of a kind, uh, authentic person, which I'm very drawn to. So it's pretty cool that we are kind of on the same journey towards self-sufficiency also
1: oh you're so so sweet
0: (laughs) oh thanks so anyway let's I, I really was interested in having you on because I feel like your you know your journey watching it kind of unfold is is it's kind of an inspiration for anyone who is sort of just getting started and that's really who I talk to a lot is people who you know, they they feel that nudge. They feel like, man, I, I don't like how things are going or, or mm-hmm. you know, food's so expensive or, you know, whatever. They just feel like they really want to be a little bit more self-sufficient. And so I feel like you just have such a relatable journey. And I really wanted you to kind of tell Aww. us about how things went for you. So first of all, tell us about what your garden is now. Like, okay, you know, how big so, it is. And...
1: So right now we have let's see, I think we have 11 garden beds. And two of those are self dugout. Um, my husband basically came home from work and was like, What are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are you digging up our grass? <laughs> and funny. so so we have Yeah, so we have I think 11 if I remember the count correctly. And um, so yeah, we're just kind of I'm always thinking about how I can maximize my space. We live on a third of an acre. um, And of course that includes a house. So I I don't have a third of an acre that's plantable. So I have to, you know, be mindful of maximizing the space that God has given me. And so, yeah, that's where we're at now. And I'm contemplating a pollinator garden in my front yard for the spring. (laughs)
0: yeah that's that's awesome and and that and that's part of the reason why you're so relatable because you know oftentimes and you know we've talked about this before and this is something I keep talking about on my platforms because you know we all feel like you know we need you know we need acres and acres of land Mm. or you know we need to have you know these plans for goats or you know whatever it's kind of like when you think of homesteading that's what you think of but Right. You're on a third of an acre and that's your house is also on that. So you're, yeah, you know, anybody can do this, you know, and
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Now, did you have like yeah. a block like before, before you kind of took that first step? I, I know I had kind of a block in my head. Like, I don't, I don't know. how. To yes. Do it, right? <laughs> I don't know what to do. Did you have that?
1: Too? So yeah, so it was really funny because I feel like we have to kind of back up a little bit because, you know, in 2020, I got chickens. That was like the thing that everybody was doing in 2020. Like you were adopting a dog and getting chickens. Um, oddly enough, we did both. <laughs> so, um, but, so the chicken thing was kind of like a little bit of a block for me because it was something totally new. And I'm like, okay, what am I doing? And then the gardening though, I don't know what it was that was so much harder than anything else I had you know taken on. I I don't know if it was the planning of it or or what it was that I could not seem to wrap my mind around it. And you know you were you know starting up what you were doing and I think I I think I had reached out to you
0: mm-hmm.
1: or or something and I was like your little guinea pig for one of your programs or uh, what was it, the beginning gardening gardening or yeah, I
0: doing, yeah, I was doing one-on-one like consults, like just yeah, with people and finding out what they wanted to accomplish, kind of what their budget was, and then right, you know, and helping them kind of take that first step. And you were you were like my first client, like I was like testing everything <laughs> out on you. Yeah, so it was very helpful and it worked
1: and, and it was so cool because like you took the overwhelm out of it a little bit, and and I think something that's really important that people need to understand is that people can help you. Yeah. But you also have to be an active participant in it. You you can't just expect someone to do the work for you. Um, getting help and crowdsourcing, totally, totally for that. And I And I love the community of farmers that we have. But you know, you only you know what you know, but but what do you do about it? Yeah. And so you, you helped me kind of just say, okay, we're going to do this. And that first year was still hard. Like, even though you had given me the tools I needed, it was still a challenging year because I still really didn't know what I was doing. And quite honestly, I was afraid to fail Um, because you, you do invest a certain amount of money at the beginning and you're like, oh my gosh, if I fail and can't even grow something, what was the point, right? Yeah. But then I started realizing that gardening wasn't about just self sufficiency, right? I was I was teaching myself a skill set that had been lost in my family over one generation. I I come from a long line of farmers on my mom's side, um, but my my parents didn't garden. Well, they had a little bit of a garden, but not nearly anything that was, you know, something that got passed on to me, it wasn't like a big part of my my upbringing. And so I wanted to reclaim that for my for my family. So I realized that it really wasn't about how productive my garden can be in the beginning, as much as it was saying, this is what I want for me and my family. This is a journey, I'm going to learn from this. And I'm going to teach the next generation how to do this too. So it became, it it became bigger than just, oh, look, I grew some tomatoes, (laughs) Which, which is still great, by the way. Um, but it, it took the pressure off because I was learning and every time I would fail, I'd be like, okay, make a note of it. And it's like, you take tidbits along the way as you're, as you're going through your summer, you're like, oh, I'm not doing that again. Um, but there's so much pride. I remember we, we grew our first, like successfully grew our first pumpkin this year. Mm. And I remember looking at it. I'd go out and I, I would do like daily garden walks. And I would look at it and I thought, God, I grew that. I
0: know. <laughs> I
1: know. How did I, I grew a pumpkin. How did I grow a pumpkin? So like, I don't know, it, it became more, it just became bigger than just the food. me and now it's just a way for me to you know connect with my my family history it's a way for me to connect with nature connecting with god it's just like it's such a powerful thing honestly
0: well and i remember you're right about that i think there's a lot of other benefits to gardening that people really might not even think about in the beginning
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and that can be it can really look different depending on the person but I remember you and I having a conversation over text when you were like, I'm I'm just so afraid to fail. And I'm like, well, you're gonna, you're going to fail. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know it's hard, but you are going to mess this up and you're going to kill stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to plant things in the wrong spot or, you know, too close <laughs> together or, you know, there's or you're going to have, you know, something decimated by pests. Like it's it's, and it is hard. It's hard for people who... You know like to have everything kind of neat in a row and have yes. everything sort of like you were saying you have to be an active participant like you know I can give all kinds of tools to help people kind of get through that block like that because I had that block too like I don't I don't know and I think it's the internet honestly because I think it's yes. you know, great it's unbelievable I mean you can go on YouTube and find out how to MacGyver something and you know, fix your dryer or whatever. Like you can find out so much information that you can be so, you know, it's it's freeing in a lot of way, but it's also crippling because for me, I was yes. paralyzed with information. And well,
1: there's also multiple right ways to do it. Yes. So so like being able to search the internet, you know, I always kind of giggle when someone's like, just Google it. And I'm like, Do you know how many search results I'm gonna get on this? Yeah. And it's gonna be all contradictory.
0: It does. So, a lot of it so, is. Yeah.
1: And and it's not that there's uh, I say this about chickens. You know, you go into these chicken groups on Facebook and people get really really defensive about how they raise chickens being the only way. I'm like, "Well, that's how you do it, but there's other right ways to do things. You have to decide what's best for you." And this is where we have to as collectively when we're doing a Google search, you know, being able to take information, take the meat, leave the bones. Yeah. Take what works for us, discard what doesn't, and and not let there be any kind of judgment on that. And just, it just is what it is. Like, I, yeah. you have to be able to, to take that information and know what applies. But that does take practice to do that.
0: It does. Yeah. Because in, in the beginning, like now that I've been doing this for a while, I can... I can read something and I know like, oh, that person's probably in a much warmer climate than me or, you know, like you can, you can kind of figure things out a lot easier because you've been doing it for a while. But when you're first starting out, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I'm the kind of person that, you know, I like to turn the fire hose and drown myself in. Like if I'm going to jump into something, (laughs) I'm like, give it all to me. I want all of it. And not everybody's like that. Some people Mm -hmm. like just compartmentalized Data, so they can yeah. process it and go to the next thing. So I like to have a lot of data, but I it it did definitely paralyzed me. And I, and it's so interesting because I didn't know you were a New Englander like me. For oh some reason. yeah. <laughs> and then I also didn't know that you started this journey in 2020 either, like I did.
1: Yeah, actually, it's really that, that's a whole funny story because my husband was trying to be a prepper for a very long time. And I remember just saying this is such a waste, like babe, seriously, why are you spending money to like prepare for something that's probably never going to happen? Like this is silly. This is not a good use of our resources. And when 2020 hit and he's like, guess who has toilet paper stocked up? I'm like shoot, you were right, um, yeah. <laughs> and and I tell you, like we have talked about this, like when I interviewed you for my podcast, uh, we talked about you know the 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 feeling that the momentary feeling of helplessness that yes. overcome that can overcome you. Although I will say that to- the I'd never understood the toilet paper thing. Um, I'm I'm a New England girl. I'm also a country girl. I grew up in the sticks. Okay, I have endured a week without power and running water. So, okay. so when people were like, Oh my gosh, no toilet paper, and I'm like, Y'all realize there are other ways to wipe your bottom, right?
0: Yeah,
1: like,
0: see, I'm a sea girl, so I'm like, <laughs> no, I did not realize that. So
1: oh, it it was just it struck me as <laughs> funny because you know, I'm like, okay, so there's no toilet paper you know, there are other ways to to accomplish your your goal. I still don't
0: (laughs) understand that. That was a really weird thing for people. It was. It was.
1: Yeah. And so, so, but it was funny because my husband had stockpiled some toilet paper and we had, we had food, we had some food. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as robust as I would have liked it to be, but I also wasn't helping. (laughs) I was just kind of rolling my eyes in the background. Yeah. But he but yeah.
0: You didn't have that like frame of mind like he did, like we need to be preparing for
1: something. Yeah. And I think it's something that 2020 taught us is that our system is very fragile. Things things can when when you you know when we talk about the distribution chains and the supply chains being in some ways global, most ways we have a we have a global supply chain um so even with our food yes and you know when one link in that chain falls apart like what do you do yeah and 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 you start realizing how fragile the whole system really is and how interconnected the system is to all the other facets of our, our economy and so you're like, wow, I have zero control over this. And I don't know about you, but when I don't feel like I'm in control of those things, I get a little panicky.
0: Yeah, I think that's natural, you know? And and that really, that, that feeling in 2020 is what started me down this path. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the thing is, you know, the reality is we really don't have any control. Like if you're... If you're like, like living like your life, the way I was prior to 2020, you know, you, you really don't understand how quickly things can Mm -hmm. get interrupted. And then all of a sudden, something you rely on for for feeding your family is no longer available to you. And seriously, and it's, and I think the thing too is, you know, a lot of people started down, like you were saying, everybody got chickens in 2020 and whatnot. And then, you know, things got better and then people were like, oh, okay, well, the shelves at the store are stocked again and we're good. And mm-hmm. a lot of people went back to being, okay, I'm secure now. And I didn't. It just, yeah. it really just made me think, well, I'm, I'm not saying that there's going to be another pandemic or there's going to be another emergency. Like, I have no idea. And I don't even, honestly, I don't sit around thinking about that. All I know is, you know you mentioned in one generation, you, you know, your family lost the old fashioned skills that, you know, mm. we call them old fashioned, but I think they are new fashioned. Like we should be back. Here. <laughs> yes. But you know, I, I think that that to me, it was like, well, I'm never going to go back to being secure in the food supply. I'm, and that really, and I, I really believe that that has, you know, that is the direction that God is having me go. Yes. Is beyond, like at first I was like, oh my gosh, I need to teach everybody how to garden. And, you know, if I'm a, I'm a city girl like me who didn't even want to like sweat or get dirt on her hands can, can do this, like anybody can do it. And it was very exciting. And I really wanted to teach people to garden. And I still do because that's one facet of self-sufficiency is learning those skills, whether you right it or not, it's not the point. Um, But, you know, you just brought up such a great point and, and really something that, is going to always be a very important thing that I'm talking about is, you know, shortening your chain, you know, when you have a, you have a food chain or, you know, a food chain that's, you know, a global food chain and, you know, you're getting whatever, you know, garlic from Paraguay or whatever. It's like, grow it, (laughs) you know, grow it (laughs) or buy it from someone who grew it in your, Exactly, and state or whatever. So you, so those links, it's not as fragile if you if it's closer, you know.
1: Exactly, but I even think our farmers. I spoke to a farmer, sort of recently. Um, you know, even for them, who they were outsourcing a lot of their processing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they were experiencing mm. major delays, major cost increases, just to process their cattle. Yes, and and gracious, and so it's like. You just realize that you can't rely on other people to feed your family. Yes. <laughs> and I hated that feeling. I hated it. Awful. Um, it, was a, it was an awful feeling. But it's really funny too, Sabrina, because while I talk about not loving being out of control, we had some really intense windstorms that blew through over the summer where I just had to sit and watch my plants <laughs> get yeah. like yeah. knocked around by the wind. And I had zero control over it. Yeah. So there is a different element of lack of control when you're gardening. When you see weather coming through, you have no control over any of this. And when you see the, finally, you're, you've are you grown corn successfully and you're just super pumped up about it. And then the wind just kind of knocks it over and uproots it. And you're just like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yes, I know. that. <laughs>
0: And you know what, that actually is such a good point. And it really, I think it really hits home that even what you said, like, yes, we, I garden because I want to grow food. I want to grow the best quality organic food for my family I can. So that's a huge part of why I do it. But also I'm cultivating these skills so that, you know, I have these skills. I, they, they're so ingrained in me and then I've taught them to my children And hopefully my children's children and so on, you know, that, you know, yes, you can't control a lot of things. You can't control a drought or you can't control
1: Mm.
0: a lot of rain. I mean, a a ton of rain can ruin your, you know, crop, (laughs) Yeah. you know, like it it is. There's a lot of things you can't control. However, I can control the skill set that I'm learning while I'm, you know, while I'm on this earth and while I'm on my tiny property like you are. You're on, you know, we're not waiting to get you know, a a 10 acre, 20 acre farm in order to, to do the things. We're like, no, we're doing them now.
1: Just going to do them. Yeah. And I mean, think about how farmers who that, this is their livelihood, how that must feel. Um, uh, Goodness. I mean, uh, it just, uh, I remember just watching some of those storms and just being helpless. You're like, well, here we go. But you know, I would rather, I, I find it easier. The lack of control that I feel in that sense, like against the elements, I feel like it's a thing between me and God. Whereas the other lack of control is between me and my government. And I really hate that. Yeah, yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, I, know. I, I can totally be okay being, you know, submitting to God, being in control and being sovereign. But when it comes to my government, I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. I know. I mean, you're not kidding. I mean, and especially when, you're also so annoyed with the garbage food that there, you know, that's out there, and no, don't get you know, me started. <laughs> I know, and the marketing. Like, I I've been thinking about this a lot, and the more I talk about it, I just did. I recorded a podcast um, that's going to come out in a couple weeks about, you know, the the food system and Azure standard and why I use Azure and how how can you start thinking about. You know, obviously, I can't grow everything that I need to eat because I, I, I'm on, you know, less than a quarter acre, so I can't do that. So, how do I source food outside of this broken system? And I started talking about some statistics or how the system is broken, and it really got me so riled up because the reality is we've been completely bamboozled by marketing.
1: Oh, marketing. yes,
0: just yeah, the marketing plan for whatever crap food additive or chemical or you know whatever it is that they're trying to pass off as actual food it's just Mm. a marketing campaign that we've been like
1: the reality is big food is acting like big tobacco acted Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: and and they're getting away with it like tobacco for a while did get away with that the marketing tactics are so sneaky they're sneaking sugar and additives and Carcinogenic chemicals into all of our food, yeah. and we're wondering why we're all sick, but nobody yeah. nobody has the the critical thinking skills to say, "Hey, I feel like we've done this before." You know, like with big tobacco. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> and, good point. And, and but it's like we're we're so we just sit there and we're satisfied. We're just like, well, we complain about it, and then we're just like, well, can't do anything about it. So here, have some. Blue fake fake syrup. Right, <laughs> like, I know. I think right? I sent you that picture at the grocery yeah. store. It's like maple syrup, air quotes maple syrup. It's like there's not even a, like there's nothing in maple syrup that's from nature, <laughs> and it's blue. Yeah. And and I think it took a while for me actually with maple syrup. My kids used to eat like the regular like chemical concoction that we call maple syrup. And I stopped buying it and I bought, I buy regular, you know, natural maple syrup. Now it took a while for me to switch them over, but now they don't complain about it. It was just one, one thing that I was refusing to give to my kids. And then they eventually just got over it and moved yeah. on and they eat the, the real stuff now. And, and the funny thing is when we talk about sugar, cause you know, we're beekeepers, so we have honey, but we, and we also buy, you know, maple syrup, like real maple syrup yes it's still sugar and you know so if you are sensitive to sugar you should be mindful about how much you consume but honey and maple syrup have minerals yes in them and and like nutritional value despite the fact that there is sugar in it, in it. yes so so like if i'm going to consume a sugar well, i want to consume something that is at least going to give me um some nutritional value. And honey, for anyone who doesn't know, honey has a I can't remember the name of the digestive enzyme, but there is an enzyme in honey that will if you spread it on toast, it will start it will pre like before you consume the bread. It starts breaking down the starches in the bread. Wow. Before you even eat it. So like the honey is even acting as a digestive enzyme for you before you're consuming this, this bread. So, um, it's just like stuff like that. Like God didn't make mistakes mm-hmm. when he, when he created the, the food that nature provides, right? Yes. God's not stupid. He, he, he like, he knew, he knew when he created it this way. Um, and so like leaning into that with food is really important for me.
0: Yeah, me too. And it and and it's it's good too that you mention and I try to really um I try to really talk about this because I know a lot of I mean, well, first of all, moms can feel guilt. Mom guilt is so powerful. And mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to ever feel like, you know, you're failing if you're eating, you know, a lot of processed food. Because the reality is most Americans are eating junk food every single day so yes yes really the norm is eating things that aren't real Mm -hmm. but you you know you just start with something and you and you just start really small where you are with what you have and you make those small changes and movements towards whole real and hopefully local food and it's it's not it's not really like a you can't just I mean, I don't think you can just go like culture. I mean, I'm sure you probably could if you had an unlimited budget, and you know, you were just like, <laughs> "Nope, that's it. We're not. You know, we're just going to go 100% whole. You know, real organic food." But you know, the process is is it can be small and incremental. You know, you're not going to be a master gardener in one season. You know,
1: nope.
0: you, you start small. You you know, and that's good enough, and it's good enough yes. for me. It was good enough for you. Like it's it's part of the process but I just want to encourage people. And, it, and that's why I wanted to talk to you because, you know, we're just regular people who, you know, just decided like, okay, we're not, we don't like this uncomfortable feeling. We want to take some of this power back. Yeah. And, and so we started to do that and, you know, we're not experts. You know, we might know a lot more than someone who might be starting out, but we also are learning every day too, you know, right in a Way. Um, do you have advice? Like if somebody is kind of, you know, well, now it's not so much 2020 ish type fear now.
1: Right. It's,
0: it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so expensive. And,
1: you know, yeah.
0: I can't afford to buy the things I normally buy. So I need to learn how to, you know, I maybe I need to learn how to make bread or I need to learn, you know, how to grow food so I can supplement my budget. You know, like I think that's kind of where we're at. Where a lot right. of people are feeling the pinch in that regard. Like, do you have advice for someone who is like, okay, I think I want to start growing food, but I don't know where to start? Or,
1: Yeah. So, I would say one of my, one of the easiest things I think anybody can do is grow herbs. Mm-hmm. That's always a really good place to start because you can actually just keep them inside if you wanted to. If you didn't want to expose them to the elements, have like a window area, start by growing some of your culinary herbs um because i feel like you can always win with herbs. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like it's, yeah. it's usually pretty attainable it's easy. Um although i have killed plenty of herbs.
0: Yes <laughs> um, i do too.
1: Uh, yeah. So so starting with those but also start with like take like a like a couple of your family's favorite vegetables. So like let's just say y'all love tomatoes. Grow tomatoes one year. You do not have to have a full garden but just grow some tomatoes and and, and keep that smoke. i promise you once you grow something and you're successful at it you're going to be like oh i want to keep doing this yes, 100%. <laughs> so so like pick some things that your family loves and then grow those things don't don't worry about you know does this look aesthetically pleasing i think there's this whole trend so i do love instagram But I will warn anybody, for whoever's getting started, it can be really discouraging to look at Instagram. Yes. Because these people have these amazingly curated, picture-perfect gardens. Okay, y'all, I don't. No, I don't either. I have a functional (laughs) garden. And I'm at a point where I just can't, I don't want to spend any more money on it. So like, I'm going to be trellising, I'm going to be making some trellises with sticks. Yeah. And, and twine and just there, there it is. That's my trellis. And so if I, I'm, I'm trying to be resourceful with the things that I can, I have around my house or recyclables. Um, So you don't have to have a picture perfect garden. Like it's not going to be in better homes and gardens. Don't worry about what, you know, farmer influencer on Instagram, how pretty her garden is. Just look, don't, don't get down the road of discontentment and, and comparison work with what you've been given. Yeah. Um, because it, it's you work with the garden or work with the yard or the property that you have now, instead of being paralyzed by the discontentment of not having what you really want. Amen. So just like start small. And, and as far as you know, some of the the swapping for food, even like stuff that we don't grow, you know, there are some really, really easy, easy bread recipes out there. You do not need a bread machine. I yep. actually hate bread machines. I know people love them. I hate them.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't use them either.
1: I like control. <laughs> this is like an episode about control and how much <laughs> Tiffany loves to have control. <laughs> I like to have control over the bread process because, so I'm at a point with my bread, I don't even measure my flour, I just keep adding it until it's the right texture. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean, and that's good because that, I mean, that really is part of the process of learning is you do right. get to that point where you can tell, you know, that
1: and it's... Yeah. Because it, the weather conditions are going dep- to change how much flour you add to your dough. Right. So I'm yep. just like, I don't care what, how many cups. I just do it until it feels like this. So find, finding things, like I know f- food is very expensive. So finding things that you can make at home. Um, most bread products are not complicated to, to make at home. Um, it takes a little bit of practice. Honestly, the hardest part about making bread products at home is making sure your temp- the temperature of your water is not too cold, not too hot. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's yeah, like the hardest part. So finding, finding easy ways to make those things at home. And then you're going to realize how easy it is. And you're like, well, oh, it's so empowering to walk through the grocery store look at the price tag and be like, nah, I'm going to make that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I don't need, I don't need to buy that because I know. Yes. And that, and that really, it really is. I mean, it, and that has, it ties in with my, this whole, the reason why I started this podcast and it's it's those skills, cultivating those skills. If you have a kitchen, you can, you can quote unquote homestead. The modern definition of a homesteader is just someone who lives a self sufficiency lifestyle so Mm -hmm. if you're learning how to preserve and maybe you're learning how to dehydrate or you're learning how to can and you know all of those things are these wonderful skills that will serve you really really well um in the future if you need them or if you don't need them it doesn't matter it's still there's still a lot of power that you take back when you are not it's almost like you're not you know you're not dependent you're not dependent on Mm -hmm the store having whatever it is that you need because you're like oh i i can make that myself i don't really need yeah that. and it's an awesome feeling you know
1: it really is and so like so it is it is hard when you're first starting out because we think that we have to conquer rome in a yes. day when in reality a lot of this is just like little small steps along the way so um you know don't over complicate it Like I did, (laughs) you know, you, you don't have to buy like a bazillion garden beds. Um, I I was even, I don't know where I was reading this, but I think it was in a homesteading magazine. It was talking about digging down. I think for, for planting something. I can't remember what it was, but it was like giving you a a method for like how, how to dig out garden beds, like into the soil.
0: Yeah. It's a double, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's like and a double-dig like, oh,
1: yep. yep, Yeah, I'm like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, you definitely could do that. And, um, you know, and another thing, too, like, if you're driving down the street and you see someone's giving away free pallets, take them. Um, pallets are good for so many things. Uh, gardening is one of them. Um, you can use that wood for so much stuff. Just make sure it's not treated. I don't think many of them are treated, are they?
0: I don't really know. I. It's funny because you you know, the kind of personality I am, that stuff stresses me out. Mm. So, so I'm not like, I'm not the person who's like, I'm going to DIY this. That makes me feel overwhelmed. So for oh, me, I'm
1: like, yeah. I'm going to
0: just buy this bed on Amazon or I'm going
1: to uh, yeah have
0: somebody build me a bed. And I, it's uh, so that's the beauty of gardening because there's, there's, it's a huge tent and there's a big, huge table, and there's room for everybody at it. Amen. You're, you know, a homeschooler with seven kids, or a single woman, you know, with no kids. It doesn't matter. Like, and if you're right. a DIYer, then you are gonna find you're gonna get energized over, you know, somebody. You know, you can you can put a raised bed in a bathtub for Pete's sake. You know, like you could put it in whatever. <laughs> you want, but it's like I, that stresses me out. I don't. That's not how I roll. But yeah, a lot of people that do that that are like, oh, I'm I'm pretty handy. I can build. I can build, you can get bit right. out of fence posts from home. Yeah, not that expensive, you know. So oh, it's
1: so easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a I think reminder. It is. And you know, when you're in when you're in community with other people too, like you realize that you don't have to do everything. Yeah, you don't have to be a jack of all trades. You know, you can be good at a few things and bring that to the table. And most people are super pumped up because they're not good at those things. That's right. And so we we end up forming this like beautiful community of people where we all complement each other's skill sets and and weak points and and logistical struggles, like with property size, for example. Um, you know, like with the lady we met, uh, what was her name? Sarah, is it Sarah Beth? I can't remember what her name is, yes. yep. you know, helping us, helping us with being able to, with the chicken stuff.
0: Yes, that's right. You know, yep. helping us, giving us the space to raise chickens. And then
1: those are our chickens. Yep. And cause not everybody can raise chickens. Um, it, it just, when we, when we, when we bring our gifts to the table for other people, for their, for their benefit and for their, you know, not someone say consumption, but for their for their for their benefit, you know like yeah. we we bring more than just you know here have some chickens and it's 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 the community of people that it is. it's so beautiful and I, I think that's it. one of the and whenever I hang out with other women homesteaders, it is literally the most empowering thing ever
0: it is it is it's, and I
1: think it's so cool.
0: And we've gotten, you know, I mean, and we we really have gotten away from that. And of course, you know, that's like beating a dead horse, right? The internet and social media and, you know, perfectly curated, you know, lives and all that. We've we've gotten away from having that community where you actually, instead of texting someone, you're actually sitting down with them and like learning from them or, you know, and like you said, I mean, the community that you can find when you start learning all these skills is really amazing because people want to help teach you
1: the oh, yeah. thing,
0: whatever it is that they know how to do. And you have yeah. something to offer too, even if you're not a master gardener or whatever, like we all have something to offer and to make a community stronger. And if times get tough, you know,
1: you've got have- people. Yeah. People. We have our people. You yeah. People. It, it's just, so I will say like that, That I think that would be the other thing that I add, you know, to the, you know, if you're first getting started is to find a community of real people, not just internet people, like real yeah. people, um, to, to walk this journey with you because it really helps to have people, um, people it come does. alongside you.
0: It does. And, and I will, and I will piggyback on that. And say, if you can't find that in your community, then start it. Because that's yes. what we did. You know, we we just started it. And and I have actually met and become friends with people that I, that found me on Instagram. And they live in my, you know, area. And they're my oh,
1: friends. Oh, that's people. so cool. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah, oh. isn't
0: that great? So, like, you can start. You just start one in your community. But yeah. this is, like, this is just the best conversation. Because I think, you know... And I, and I'll we'll end with kind of going back to what you were saying about, you know, being careful of like you know what you when you're starting out, what who you're looking at on Instagram and whatnot, these perfectly curated gardens and all that. This is this is why people like you and I are so important because we are just like regular people. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have fancy amazing. I mean, is my garden amazing? Yes. Is there like Crap on the ground and like <laughs> pitchfork laying on its side, and like a bucket that's half full. And like,
1: yes, you know, there's
0: there's is there dead plants still in my garden from the summer? <laughs> yes, also, yes. So
1: it's it, okay,
0: it's like, it is okay. It's like this is just the way it is, it's real life. You know, we have kids, yeah, we have demands on us, and you know, I don't have a perfect my garden doesn't look perfect, but it's perfect for me, and yes, and that's kind of. I think it's really great to talk to people like you because that's how you are too. It's like, no, this is, this is perfect for us, but it doesn't, it's not Instagram perfect. And that's why it's so important because. Right. I, and I do know that there are some people that get very motivated by seeing that. And sometimes I do too. Like I see somebody does something in their amazing garden. that's like perfection and it's such a great idea. And I'm like, I'm going to try that. So there's some value in it. And some people really, it resonates with yeah. that. For many of us, you know, it makes you feel like, Oh, I wish I could do that. And, but I can't, and it makes you right. Feel like you can't do it. So,
1: well also like to remember that we're not chasing. Okay. Now I will, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because some people do garden for aesthetic reasons, like flower yeah. gardens. So I don't mean those people because yeah. you know, whatever, but I will say that, it is, we shouldn't be chasing aesthetic goals. <laughs> yeah. We should be chasing something that's more functional and more practical because that's what's, I mean, that's what actually is going to feed you. Um, it, sure, it, it can look pretty. And personally, whenever I look out and see green things growing in my backyard, I think that's beautiful. Um, I don't need it to look, you know, a certain way. But, you know, we're not chasing an aesthetic here. Um. I see it a lot with homeschooling communities too. Um, in, in Instagram influencers are kind of like on my, I'm not They're They're getting on my nerves a little bit because that's what they're doing is they're selling you an aesthetic. They're selling you this ideal that doesn't exist. Yeah. And well, and, and, and we just have to be careful. Again. Yeah. And so we have to just be careful with what we're consuming because once I stopped caring about how my backyard looked compared to these Instagram influencers, I'm like, I'm, I don't care. Yes. I actually have a stack of pallets killing the weeds in one of my garden beds right now, yes. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like, you know, cause I'm not weeding it. I'm just going to kill it with pallets. Um, so I want to influence people. I don't hate the idea of influencing but i want to influence you to feel like you're enough where you're at. Oh yeah. I want to i want to influence people and empower people that you don't have to have this big grand thing or the stars don't all have to align for you to make one small decision to start. Yes. And like for that i just want to empower people that they have it they have the they have the power to do it. And you don't have to. You don't have to look to other people all the time. Um. To to make those goals happen for you, you can do it.
0: That's amazing, and that is exactly why I wanted to talk to you because that's (laughs) the message people need to hear. Now, tell before we wrap it up, tell us how do how do we find you? I know you have a podcast too, and it's
1: awesome. Yes. Oh, thank you. So it's um the bright and beautiful podcast. It's right now it's only on Spotify because I haven't I don't have the bandwidth to figure out how to put it anywhere else. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> sorry uh, I feel like everyone likes Spotify and anyone can listen to it it it's accessible on all platforms so um, so we talk about all things like homeschooling, homesteading, faith. I've been on this like real, I like interviewing authors, which is unexpected by the way. I just find it interesting to talk to authors. Um, so, so yeah, I got my podcast and then my Instagram, which I'm not like super, super active. I I mostly like to share memes and ridiculous reels. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I'm on Instagram. I'm at Tiffer Lee Hedgepeth, but, again, you're not going to like follow me on Instagram and have some big revelation other than I'm really weird. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like our government.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm pretty sure probably the people who like my podcast probably speak totally into that. So yeah,
1: I also don't. And just like disclaimer, like I do have a public account, but like, if if people do come onto my my page and start getting sassy in my comments, I do delete them. So if you're gonna come onto my page, you gotta be nice. That's my one rule. Um, you don't get to come onto my my area of the internet. And <laughs> yeah,
0: well that's okay. That's your, you know, that's your world there. So you're incredible. yeah
1: exactly. So but I, I do love I love talking about homeschooling. So if anybody's into that, um, I do talk a lot about that.
0: Okay, awesome. I'll link. I'll link your um your podcast in the um in the show notes so people can follow you and listen to your awesome,
1: awesome. Content. Well,
0: thank you so much for thank you talking about your journey and just the yeah, is so incredibly needed. I appreciate it.
1: Oh well, not a problem. Thank you so much for having me.